1: Uh, I've got uh, Thomas Patrick Dorian present, and I've got Ziggy Rodriguez. That's me. And we are um, we are uh, we're in the like as I stated, we're we're well into our um, uh, mini series on the cardinal virtues, Cardo Latin hinge, uh, the things that make us uh, help us to become good, happy, and flourishing, as Aristotle said. Uh, but like a basis for our moral theology uh, in and Christian theology or our or Catholic theology, um, and these uh, these virtues prudence, justice, fortitude, and temperance. We've talked about temperance. Now we're going to turn to fortitude.
0: Yes, and actually, there's an interesting angle uh, for the, that we can have for this discussion uh, because with Catholic tradition, temperance, especially among like the Thomists, temperance is the virtue that is proper to femininity. And fortitude is the virtue proper to masculinity. So that's an interesting thing for us that we can kind of talk about. Because it is interesting. Yeah. (laughs) So, like, and to clarify, we're all called to pursue perfection in all the virtues, regardless of gender. Right. Uh, But by Catholic tradition, if a woman is perfected in her femininity, then she will be temperate. Right. And so, like, if you remember back from last week. we could we could someone could immediately jump to things like, oh, well, she's modest and she's a dainty eater and stuff like that. Right. Yeah. And, and and but mm-hmm. but truly, I mean, if you look at the definitions of temperance and you think about femininity, a woman being uh, perfected in her femininity. Right. Like having her appetites under control, including like, see, I, agree, I agree
1: with that. And I but I I'm not even going to sit and, and use all those misogynistic things you just said about women. I'm just right. teasing. We're not we do <laughs> not believe that at all. But but um, I'm going to I'm going to look at it from a different perspective. Sure, um, and maybe you haven't had this ex- this experience as much as like maybe Tom and I have, who are married. Um, when we, uh, you know, the the our wives, you know, as as models of temperance, our wives are the reason why, like we as guys, we stop burping, I right? Mean, we, exactly. How yes. how we carry ourselves, yes, right, is because of. Uh, because of uh, the women in our lives, right? Because well, it should has, be, in my opinion, yes, right. And I think that's the way this goes back. If because right now everything I just said is like is, is cancel culture worthy,
0: right, right?
1: right? We, you know, you get you get kicked off of these some of these formats. Sometimes, certainly not at EWTN. I don't believe that's going to happen, <laughs> right? Because right. it's because tr- it's true. You know, so that's why it's always I'm always cautious when I start talking. About like, oh, we just said the word gender. No, we just said right, woman. Right. just said man, and now it's like everyone's going to be listening for heresy. You know, whether whether it's good heresy or bad heresy. You know, <laughs> they're listening for. But the reality is, the way a man uh, acts is 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 like tuned to the way a woman acts. Yes, I mean, in nature, right? And that's why fortitude for the man, right? I, you know, it doesn't mean that women can't be strong and women are strong. Oh, sure. Right. But but in terms of fortitude and what a man does, it's perfected in his masculinity.
0: Right. Right.
1: Which is why, by the way, you see a culture that's trying to tear that down and started calling masculinity toxic. Right. Right. And, and creating a term to make it think like, well, is masculinity bad? It must be bad because we emasculate the men right right? and it brings gender confusion to the world it's like that's i think that's the devil's insidious plot
0: well so so like a couple of things like one with regard to temperance you know i I think even the if if we we zero in on aspects of, of temperance of like uh, moderating things like anger uh, i think that feminists would probably likely say oh it's fine to say that women are better at moderating anger than men you know <laughs> like i'm sure i'm sure that uh, we would okay get viciously attacked for that right but uh, in terms of <laughs> pretty much
1: everything else though
0: <laughs> <laughs> but 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 regarding fortitude so it's often treated synonymously with uh, strength and courage right and but for saint thomas aquinas it's actually fortitude is best understood Within the context of the strength and courage to die, uh, including as a soldier, um, but
1: especially to die a martyr's right death. to die for a cause, because what that is essentially is giving the total self gift.
0: Yes, right, and right and especially to, to die to, for Jesus and for the faith. To
1: do yeah. everything one hundred percent, like I'm, I'm all in. Right. You know, both feet in all the expressions. <clears throat> right, th- 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 those are at the basis of what you just said.
0: Right, hundred percent. And so, it, it, at the end of the day, going back to this, what we were saying at the, be- at the beginning of this conversation, all both men and women are called to perfection in all the virtues, right? Temperance and fortitude. Yeah, yeah. Men are called to temperance, and women are called to fortitude. But this is just talking about the virtues that are proper to femininity and to masculinity, right? And Matt Frab is actually, uh, he's been developing a a discussion of the masculine genius to mirror the feminine genius. Uh, St. John Paul II and and St. Teresa Benedict of the Cross or Edith Stein have developed a beautiful philosophy of the feminine genius in terms of what makes a woman in her femininity uh, so unique and powerful. And, and, you know, for a woman, it's, it's receptivity of the person, it's compassion, uh, th- things like that, uh, empathy. Uh, for a man, it, it is rooted in fortitude. Like So, Frad's definition of the masculine genius is strength on behalf of others, which, when I heard that, I thought that was very profound. And I think it's important, though, to link that to this notion of death to self, on behalf of others. And, and we're
1: not always talking about physically dying.
0: Right. No. Yeah, there's red martyrdom and there's white martyrdom within the Catholic Church. Both require yeah. fortitude, but if you're not willing to die for your faith, then you're going to be holding back on that white crown of martyrdom, right? So like St. Maximilian Kolbe, he, the Blessed Mother uh, presented him said with two crowns, a red crown of martyrdom and a white crown of martyrdom, and said, which one do you want? And he said, I want them both. Yeah, and so he's always depicted with with two two crowns, right? And and uh, he's one of the saints I pray to to ask to help me build me up in fortitude. The other one's a woman, Saint Joan of Arc. Um, and and the part of my morning prayer routine is to ask to grow in both crowns. You know, both my willingness to die for the for that for uh, and take on that red crown of martyrdom if that was ever God's call, but also to to take on that white crown of martyrdom where you're expressing that willingness to physically die but you're doing it in little deaths.
1: Yeah. Yeah, e- each and every day. A great example of this uh St. Paul gives us this mm-hmm. in the Ephesians and she- Ephesians chapter 5 that 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 beautiful 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 passage that he writes uh that that always gets uh everyone's like a little word when they read it. You know, sometimes people don't want to put it in their weddings. It's offered as one of the great wedding readings. Mm-hmm. You know, because it's like wives, you know, be subordinate, right? Subjected to your husband, you know, submit to your husbands, and and it's like and, and people hear that and they think instantly. You know, when I one snap for a beer and two snaps for a you know a sandwich, and it's like that's not what's going on at all. Right. And all you have to do is read the the next part about you know husbands love your wives. You know, as Christ loved the church, which, how did he love the church? He died for the church. right? So your love for your wife requires fortitude, the fortitude it takes to die, to die to self. Yes. To elevate her, to put her on this pedestal, which is like where, like the ladies might go like, oh, oh, I think that's kind of nice. Right. You know? Now, at the beginning of that passage, the very first verse, it says... You know, husbands and wives should should subject themselves to each other, submit to each other, right? It actually says that mm. before it gets into the other parts that people like bristle at to some degree, and it's like it's actually quite beautiful, and it's a, it's just, it's a gift of of self and exchange between the two, right? And it actually, to me, I I look at that and I start thinking, this is really what you're talking about with. Yes. With uh, you know uh, uh, temperance and, and and perfected femininity and and fortitude and perfected masculinity. Yes. And you see them living in harmony, and they live in harmony in a marriage. Yes. Right. Complimenting each it, other. It, they com- That's right. Where it's it's a complementary uh, relationship, and that's uh, and that's where so there's a there's a natural you know you know how many times has a guy said to his wife, "Honey, I got this." Yeah. You know, and and he's supposed to say that. Mm-hmm. Right? There's there's a part of him in nature that's got this whatever it is, whether it's the intruder that came into the house right. or whether it's uh changing the tire on the car, there are a lot of things like that, you know? Or whether it's uh talking to the kid who's just been bullied and it's like, "Honey, I got this. Let me go talk to him." And the, you know, it's a man thing. Let me go talk to him about this and right. whatever. You know, and and so you start to realize like this fortitude there are times Th- this is why I think it's such uh, an intrinsic evil that's in the world right now that is emasculating men. Right. No,
0: because I agree.
1: because w- then it's like n- there's no one on which fortitude falls in its perfection. Right. Uh, and so then it gets confusing. Right. Mm-hmm. Hence dysphoria. Hence gender dys- dysphoria and confusion. And it's like all these things are working together to destroy that which God created in His image and likeness. Mm. Right, and and so that's why I think, uh, you know, Matt Frad's right on with that this idea of uh, essentially, you know, total gift of self of dying uh, to self, and this idea of uh, uh, strength on behalf of others.
0: And and the fact of the matter is, if you are afraid, I I lived, I had to ask God to help me root out fear of death. You know, that was something that we've talked about it a lot on the show in terms of breaking through that fear of death. I, it's because. I went through a, a long season where I recognized that within myself and I mm. recognized it was holding me back in my uh, ability to live out my faith as fully as possible. And so when we're praying for fruit, fortitude, you know let us pray for um, that longamity for death. let's a willingness to receive death as a good whenever it is permitted and a willingness to receive it and to die for and a desire to die. Uh, in a way that glorifies Christ, um, if you know, when we do die, whether it's in a hospital bed, you know, uh, praising the Lord's name in our final moments, or whether it is actually laying down our life, right for, uh, for another, God knows what He will.
1: There is an incredible piece that I experienced with, like with my mom when she passed, um, where you can actually see a person accept that this is this is what's happening. Yes, right, and there, and, and in that, at acceptance it's not like a defeat right it's it's uh it's like i i will now my will is in line with the divine will and i and i recognize that now yes and this is what the what apparently the divine will is for me and so i'm accepting this full-on and there's a piece that that entered the room when my mom passed there's a piece that when when she recognized there was like there was it was a long hospital stay and I was there and at the very beginning of it we didn't know what the end was gonna be, but it became apparent to me that it was going in that direction, but not yet to my mom. But there was a part where I would start to talk about things like like mom, what was your favorite memory about like the family and what we used to do and we talked about going to Disney World back when it was good? Right. And we and, and just all the, the happy memories that we had. And I could see her start to it's not like I manipulated in any way, but I, I think I, I want to say that I kind of ushered her or opened the door and allowed her then to start going like you know I've lived a really good and full life and I and I now I just I pray for like a happy death I just pray for mm. this to this transitus to be one of just a peaceful move right because all of us Sam I don't think anybody wakes up in the morning and is like I cannot wait to die right right I, they're, they're, natural law again teaches us self uh uh preservation and teaches us to to like recoil from the 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 fire to you know try to save ourselves to be alive to stay alive right. and life is good uh and and it's meant to be good but there is like in a tomistic way there's a happy balance or moderation or understanding of willingness to uh like give of yourself and to be okay with death
0: well well, grace can lift the natural to the supernatural, right? Yeah. And yeah. so to the supernatural. And so, like for example, we, you know, yeah, we have that natural desire for self-preservation, but if grace lifts us to the re- to the recognition that there's something higher than our own life. And, and that Jesus says, if you can't, you know, love your own life less than me, you yeah. know what I mean? Then you cannot be my disciple. I mean, there's the need for fortitude right there. It's kind of similar to, you know, and it's related, this fear of death um, is related to, you know, our, our resistance to the crosses that come to us each day. You know, God did not remove, he conquered death and, he, and, and through his passion and resurrection and by that conquers our fear of death right he doesn't remove death from us we still have to go through death in the same way he's overcome our sufferings he hasn't he's transformed by transforming them he hasn't removed our sufferings from us but in those those sufferings are little deaths if we are willing to receive them and 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 union with him so fortitude is not because by having us conquer that fear of death it, it empowers us and strengthens us to address to, to endure all the little crosses uh, yeah. that come our way as well yeah
1: and uh and now uh that you know i know you said you struggled a little bit like with this fear of death in your yeah, life yeah. but now the, the fact that i saw you crossing the street and you didn't even look either way <laughs> you just went straight across the street now that's crazy don't do that sam <laughs>
0: and that's actually a vice contrary to fortitude because it's got to be you know uh, the me- the middle but yeah yes. exactly.
1: well the reason i bring that up because i knew you'd say that and and uh the thing is um we we talked last uh, our last show when we were sort of introducing these uh, these virtues. We talked about these different um, uh, appetites, concupiscible appetites, but then also irascible appetites. And I think like someone might hear that and think you know the, the like f- uh, fear and and courage, all these things that could be uh, uh, the irascible appetites. They're not bad things, right? Right, and I think I think we didn't say that they're not bad things. It seemed like, yeah, I don't want any of that you know, fear. It's like, okay, there's a healthy fear. Right, right. There, there is a healthy fear that you can have. I mean, fear of the Lord is a healthy fear.
0: Right, and so you're right. Fortitude has to do with the irascible appetites and temperance, and it works with temperance because temperance helps keep the irascible appetites in check, and that's where we get our fear, our anger, our pride, right? But in order for those irascible appetites to be rightly expressed... Like, for them to fulfill their created purpose, fortitude is needed, right? And so, because the irascible appetites, those are actually the appetites that help us push through the things that are difficult or arduous, right? So, if it's excessive, then we're we're pushing our way through by our own self-will. We're trying to get our way by force of will. That's not good. That's not good. If it's defective, we're afraid to act. We're timid.
1: That's not good, either. and
0: that's not good either. So virtue is in the middle. So fortitude helps us make use of that inner drive, help us push, uh, and it pushes us to pursue the good through suffering, through strain and difficulty, even
1: unto death. We're gonna call it. Um, we're gonna call it like baby bear virtue, yeah. right? Right. Pa- Father Papa Bear and Mama Bear. One was too hot. One was too cold. And baby bear's porridge was just right. 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 And so that's really that 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 thing in the middle. That's good.
0: And and like Christ, obviously, in his passion, he, he his irascible appetites helped him push through uh, the, all that he suffered. But also, like other examples, like I'm sure when he got going, overturning the tables in the temples and whipping people, his irascible appetites, well, they were driving through. You know well, I mean? people, like,
1: people, people hear that because they'll say, well, Jesus was a pacifist. It's like, well, okay, no, he was perfect. Yeah. And he had this perfect balance. Right. Right. Where, and and you could call the temple, you know, righteous anger. Yeah. Now, I don't, it doesn't specifically state that he actually whipped people. Right. Right. But he did fashion a whip out of (laughs) cords. Yes. I don't know what he did with that. But maybe he looked a little bit like Indiana Jones, you know, whoops. You well, know, so, so, so adds, what they'll do
0: is they'll just whip the floor nearby, all, yeah, right. you know. Well, you know, when, but he probably—I wouldn't be surprised if he whipped people. You know,
1: I heard someone say that like ninety percent of like gun home uh, home safety, like with if you have a shotgun, is yes. that that <laughs> sound. Oh, sure. You don't have to shoot it; it's just that sound. The idea is enough to strike fear in the hearts. Oh, yeah. Right? yeah. So don't get any bullets. Get a shotgun, no bullets, and then. <laughs> You know, you'll scare everybody. And I don't know if that's what Jesus did with the whip, but I do know that whole that whole image there tells me that there's a righteous anger, yeah. an anger that's in check. Okay, I think it's fair to say that the, 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 the apostle said, y'all see Jesus today? <laughs> uh, he was a little upset. <laughs> yeah, because right. yeah, they were using his father's house you know, they were he was in a den of thieves,
0: but it wasn't a knee jerk reaction. Like his reason was governing his his will, and he knew it was a consequent emotion. It, he saw what they were doing, and he knew that action was needed. And so his irascible appetites they were tempered, right? But they were also in full effect. And and so there is a beautiful example of uh, how the irascible appetites can be used outside the context of 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 death but it you know, the enemy wants to keep us paralyzed,
1: and so, like in the defective fortitude, Yes. right, where you are afraid to move, right? You, you don't want to do anything, exactly. Don't upset the apple cart. You don't. You you want to lay back.
0: Well, and, and he wants us to find our our, our our salvation here on earth among created things. Well, if I die, I won't get any more donuts, you know, or things oh, like that.
1: That's a good point. <laughs>
0: but, but like, but like, or, or or like holy good things, like oh, I can't I can't die because then you know I I won't see my family or I won't see this and this and this. And the end of the day is it's god who ultimately has power over our life and our death and that there we have to trust in the the goodness of his permissive will including when he decides when our last breath will be and and so it's really it comes down to submitting in the lord trusting in the lord and and, and this is how and it, our Lord, what did he do on the cross? He, he committed himself to our heavenly father. Right. Right. And, 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 and breathed his last. So if we are willing to join our Lord on the cross in doing that, and, and we can also break through this core fear, this dominion of sin and death or allow Christ to conquer that within us. And that, that's how we ultimately grow in fortitude. If you want to grow in fortitude, ultimately, if there's the, the fastest way to do it is to really be intentional about, uh, you know, praying about the cross and and really entering into the mystery of we our have, the Paschal we, mystery. we
1: can't separate ourselves from the cross, nor should we. And this is right. why, again, as Catholics, you know, this is why we have a crucifix. Yeah. Right. We we don't want to have an empty cross. Right. Right. And I, I I'm not saying that if you have an empty cross in your house, it's not it's not good. I I know it's still good, but you don't want to forget like what he did. Right. Right. The passion of the Christ is is. Is so powerful in 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 what he did, right? And 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 li- reliving that, and then connecting ourselves to that, and then connecting our everyday life events to that, right? And then it puts all suffering in context, right? Remember, we've we've done shows on uh, uh, redemptive suffering where we've talked about, you know. Uh, non-redemptive suffering is just idle suffering that is right. just miserable and there's no meaning, there's no purpose to it. It's just rotten. Yeah. But when we connect it to the cross, suddenly uh suffering becomes redemptive because the cross is redemptive and because we now have meaning and purpose for that suffering. Yes. It's directed the the fruits of that suffering are now directed, right? And 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 almost like uh you know, supernatural fuel.
0: Absolutely. And I would say, since we're getting to the last part of the show, we should also talk about some of the vices contrary to fortitude. We've talked about the fear of death and how to root that out and focusing on the cross. And that's, you can't overstate the importance of that. Um, one thing, though, we also should talk about is that we, ironically, in order to grow in fortitude, you have to root out both fear and fearlessness. You have to find yourself in that middle ground, right? So you don't, you want to root out the fear, uh, like the fear of death that causes you to, uh, to uh, want to hold back and, and making a gift of yourself, but you also want to uh, keep in check fearlessness because we aren't supposed to just not care about uh, when we're going to die or, or, or whether we hurt ourselves or anything like that. That's, that's, that's also considered to be a, 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 a an excess of our irascible appetites. And yeah.
1: So this uh, next one that you have listed, I'm just waiting for you to pronounce it.
0: <laughs> Pusillanimity, but you, it's best, you could just say smallness of
1: soul. That's right.
0: Uh, and, and so smallness of soul. Is Who am I?
1: Right. I'm worthless. I'm not, I can't, you know, I'm not accomplishing anything. It's the opposite of magnanimity, right? Which right. is largeness of soul,
0: largeness of soul, pursuing virtue in all things. Right. And so in that same regard, like if you're, if you're kind of just shirking back, from from the crosses in life, because if you're gonna, sh- then then and at that point, there's gonna be a smallness of soul, um, and and there's also gonna be stinginess. Is actually contrary to fortitude. If you're if you're someone who, oh, I need to hold on to my money and I can't separate myself right. from my money, then then there's a lack of fortitude. And you're willing to to let go of that created good and be willing to suffer. Uh, yeah, maybe if you give up this money, you won't have all the comforts and conveniences right. that you're used to. But right. maybe there's a higher good you can serve with that money.
1: Following the gospel is is there is risk involved. Yes, and and you have to be willing to risk to a degree, right? Yeah. You want to keep that in check through temperance, but also through prudence, as we. Uh, we'll get into that uh virtue uh, uh in a, further, a future show but the point is it's like yeah you there's a there's a baby bear part of this virtue as well right And fortitude where we're we're right here in the middle well and then
0: also softness and and saint thomas aquinas actually uses the term effeminacy which a lot of times we have term we, we have our own definitions in modern world about what effeminacy is but effeminacy is when uh, for saint thomas aquinas it's when attachments to pleasure make us unwilling to pursue the good through hard work through arduous labor and so That is rampant right now. You know, we are in this world of we're all addicted to technology. We're all addicted to creature comforts. We've all gotten soft in one way or another. And that also is contrary to fortitude uh, and being willing to live a life where we are of death to self where we are pursuing that white crown of martyrdom and welcoming the red crown of martyrdom, martyrdom if it be God's will.
1: Yeah, and exactly. And again, I want to reiterate uh, what I was, we were saying earlier when we talked about the, the concept of, well, what the devil's doing right now in the world. And, and this idea, like when I was growing up, uh, Tom, did, had you ever heard the, the phrase toxic masculinity? Never, never. It was never even, in fact, we were, when I was a kid, you know we'd go to gym class and the you know the the coach would come in and blow his whistle or whatever and uh i mean we were supposed to be like like come on suck it up buttercup let's get up there you know and it's like <laughs> it, 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 you know we were we were taught that you know you put hard work in uh you do your reps you do your you know you do all this stuff you 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 build your body up in that way In the same way uh the idea of being a man and being masculine um, and I, and I'm not saying that women don't have fortitude but, and and I'm just saying that when the devil in his insidious plot is to remove masculinity perfected masculinity he's attacking fortitude yeah at at its core and so what ends up happening is then you have no so then then you you turn into the the stingy uh pusillanimous you know uh the the person that is uh, paralyzed by fear yes right uh, and then then and and then when that's gone or neutralized. Yeah, exactly. So when the when the man no longer does it, that that goes right it, it goes to the women too cuz then it'll be it's not something that's good.
0: Right? right? <laughs>
1: it's just not something that's good. We need fortitude. We need to continue to pray to be strong, but Have it governed by temperance. Yes. And the Blessed Mother is always going to help us in finding that balance. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among women, and blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Holy Mary, Mother Mother of God, pray for us sinners, sinners, now at the hour of our death. Amen.
0: Thanks for listening to The Catholic Cafe. If you'd like to contact Deacon Jeff, send him an email at deaconjeff at thecatholiccafe.com Visit us on the web at